This episode is brought to you by AARP. 18 years from tonight, Grant Gill will become a comedy legend when he totally kills it at his improv class's graduation performance. Knees will be slapped. Hilarity will ensue. That's why he's already keeping himself in shape and razor sharp today with wellness tips and tools from AARP to help make sure his health lives as long as he does. Because the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Learn more at aarp.org slash healthy living. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. LPN Deep Dives presents... A Court of Thorns and Roses. With Natalie Jean and Jackie Zabrowski. I watched a movie called A Castle for Christmas, starring Brooke Shields and Carrie Elwes playing a Scottish... A new one? I think it came out last year. Newish, um, newish. It, it, spoiler alert, not very good. But I mean, I, I, I love a Brooke thing. Shields and I love a Carrie Elwes. I was writing my damn holiday cards, and you know, watching Carrie Elwes be a Scottish with a Scottish brogue, I'm fine with it. I doubled her once, and Ooh. I've had many mixed experiences with people. Understandably, sometimes it's probably really weird to have somebody else come in looking exactly like you doing stuff. Yeah, lovely, kind. Wonderful lady. Really? That's yeah. so nice to hear. Yeah. I love that. Especially, I mean, Brooke Shields has just been in the business for so fucking long and just used for such a long oh, yeah. time, too. You would think that would make you very bitter very and stuff, evil. but she was yeah. very just like, hi, hi, it's so nice to meet you. Which Aww, is, good for her. Gotta say, not always the case when you double an actress. I, I can imagine <laughs> how many of them don't want to talk to you. Yeah. That sucks, though. And you're like, it's mm. just my job. You're like, I'm sorry. What am I supposed to they do? told me to come here. I'm I protecting you. To, I didn't ask to come. No, you're protecting um, them. Yeah. You're protecting them, Natalie. I know, I'm so brave. You are. I mean, I wouldn't fuck with you. I'm very scared of you. Physically. I mean, I would never attack you physically. I mean, what if you had to? Like what if I turned possessed? evil? Yeah. But I wouldn't think of that as you. So I would have to. Yeah. I guess I wouldn't hold it against you if I was possessed, and I'd be like, do what you have to, you know? Like, if you were, like, one of the Autumn Court soldiers. Oh, my God, yeah. Don't treat—don't torture me, Natalie. We're 46 episodes deep. We are pushing on towards a year of doing this. Yeah, dude. <laughs> what well, the fuck? This is the problem, is that I realized for this uh, this costume, I was like, I feel like I'm, I'm shit in the bed here, and I don't know—I mean, you guys can't see I'm going to close my computer— Laptop yeah, you. Got, I don't know if you can you see. You should for the video. You should probably stand. Yeah, I want you to see. I'd like to be clear to everyone listening or watching. Jackie is not pregnant, and this is not a pregnancy announcement. I know no. that everything is every sacred moment of everybody's lives is now used for content, but this is not an announcement. It's not an announcement. There's nothing under here. Ah! 
It's a belly. It's, it's a, a Santa belly. It's a fleshy turtle. Yeah, it's a f- no, it's my fleshy Santa belly. It does look and like now a- I gotta pretend like ugh. Ugh. Jackie's fake uh, fake pregnancy belly uh, looks like if a turtle was made with human skin. <laughs> Man, maybe we should start stretching some human skin over turtles. <laughs> you ever thought about that? You know, no. like they do with books. And they make the books more valuable. We'll make the oh, turtles you mean like, more valuable. You mean like the possessed ones that kill people? Yeah. Like in the Muta you Museum. Make, you want to make a turtle-a-com-a-con? Yeah. Turtle-a-com-a-con. It just like moves really slow, but it's very scary. <laughs> yeah, it's very slow, and you're just like, well, I can escape you, but I am afraid. I am afraid. I mean, it could be a snapping turtle. You don't know. They got hard jaws. They, those snapping turtles can break bones. But yeah, dude. Bones. Um, I put a lot of work into this costume, and I then really I love this. Thank you. Forgot to put my ears on, so everybody's gonna have to use their imaginations about right. my ears. Just yeah, put the hair over it. There you go. Did you braid it yourself too? No. Oh, no, no. Okay. Oh, it's making my belly's making squeaky noises. Hush, belly. I guess it's just the baby in there. The baby wants to come oh, out. Okay. Oh, no. no. I'm Rebecca De Mornay. In what way? Hand that rocks cradle. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, it's a great. I, I mean, I miss a 90s thriller. Dude, so like good. an erotic just up, thriller. Just, like, just man, ooh, mm. she was evil. But you also did kind of feel bad for her. And then you kind of usually get to see a breast or two. Oh yeah. Oh, I watched last night. Jeff had never seen Old School, so we sat and we watched really? Old School. Yes. Wow. Talk about breasts. Talk about like I forgot. I mean, that is like such a bro coded era movie, but oh, uh, one yes. of the best of those. It's just the first like forty minutes is like the I fucking need your mother. Oh, yeah. I mean, iconic, and I it's just iconic. so great. And I I didn't realize how much I quote old school. Yeah, it gets in there. It's really in there. And Jeff's like, oh, that's why you say that. Like, I can't believe you didn't know why I said that. You're my boy, Blue. You're my boy, Blue. You're my boy. Um. <laughs> Every uh, time I jump in the pool, I think about the hello darkness, my old friend. <laughs> okay, Freya. Sorry, and now I'm just talking about old school. Freya's garden is the. Um, I'm dressed as Morgan today. If you're listening, you're hot today. Thank you. You're always very attractive, Natalie. But this this really works for you. Um, it's, I hate to say it's also very Daenerys. I mean, this is. I think was it supposed to be a Daenerys way, yeah. but you know what are you gonna? I know you look fabulous. Um. Uh, yeah, so there's no really big costume moments in this episode section. So I, there was this that scene. I was, I was doing a cosplay on the um, scene where her and Cassie meet towards the beginning of the book, and she's in her twilight gown Ooh, in, the, in the square. I love this dress, too. Yeah, and the, the corset is also stunning. It's by a designer, an indie designer. Wait, don't look at some of these. There might be Christmas things on here. I won't look here. at it. I just yelled at Jeff yesterday because I w- uh, he was I was going to show him something. He looked over my phone and I opened up my tabs. And of course, how many tabs do you have open on your phone? I was like, don't look at my phone. I don't know what I have open from what I've purchased you for Christmas. Um, okay, so this, this is oh, this is fine. This is now. You can look now. Okay, this is the by Uriel Ver Creation, and it is Ooh. a fair Archeron waist center. Whoa, that's beautiful. And I had to. I just simply had to. She had to have it. I had to. This is. I. I had to actually stop myself 
from looking at Etsy Akatar things. Yeah. Because it's... I could just buy every single thing. Yeah, I'm just breaking even on this show, let me tell you. <laughs> um, which is fine. I know, that's why I was like, I told my account and I was like, you wait till all the things I'll be writing off oh, next yeah. year. Sorry, Anthony. Sorry, Anthony. He likes, that's his favorite thing is to do taxes. I mean, don't accountants love taxes? I think so. That's why they become accountants. I imagine. Even though Yelion visited our studio last week uh, via Jackie's Browse, how hot was I? I mean, you and were totally very attractive. Not pregnant. I got a baby in me. As much as Helion likes the process of making babies, he doesn't yeah. like making the babies himself. Yeah. I mean, we haven't asked him, Natalie. I don't think he has any children that we're aware of. Mm, not that we're aware of. Maybe, he's, maybe he just spreads his seed. And he just, you know, just stands on top of his castle, just spreads his seed out into the wind. Ugh. And then women just lay there with their legs open on the ground, just hoping the seed will flutter in like Forrest Gump. Oh, I thought you were going to say Nick. Nick uh, <laughs> what's his name? Nick. Ooh. Mariah Carey's baby dad. Oh, yeah. Nick, Nick Cannon. Cannon. Like no, Nick Cannon. Yeah, like a, a little bit of a Nick Cannon situation going on. I This is one of my very least favorite things that somebody with a penis does, which is just feel as though they're giving a gift by just it is impregnating multiple oh, people. The gift of cum, Natalie. Don't, uh, it's what it's I hope so everyone gets for Christmas fucking, this year. It's so insulting to the children. Yes. You're welcome. And now he's complaining because it's like, it takes me like $12,000 to take all of them to Disney. I was like, you did this. Why did you do it then? You did this. I'm not, I'm not believing, I'm going to believe that Helen does not do that because he just doesn't want to be a parent. You're and right. And so he just doesn't, he must, maybe, he, oh, maybe there's a way you can like enchant your semen so that it doesn't, um, it doesn't latch. Man, wouldn't that be awesome? Take the swimmies out? Yeah. I guess, I guess that's what a vasectomy is. I think they just take the swimmies out, but you still got choo-choo. I have actually no idea what I happens no in idea. a vasectomy. I don't know. I don't, I have no idea, but I'm pretty sure that's what happens. I, or else, what is it? Just what dust is, that do, comes out? Yeah, do they have, is it like a strainer? Yeah, I think I think it is. I think it stops. The, uh, I, we again, doctors and scientists here on Akatar, man. Do we know all these like things? Is it like just a pasta strainer on the inside? Yeah, it's like colander. Yeah, it's a penis gone. colander. Um, Okay, so but now we're here with Helion today at the night court. Being as extra as a god demands, Helion wants to come in on a chariot led by four white horses with manes of fire. I this (laughs) makes me fall in love with Helion. Reasons says absolutely not. You can winnow or you cannot come at all. Hence the Pegasus. Helion's idea of a compromise. It's very funny. So he's like, all right, yeah, a Pegasus then. That's more. That I'm, right? I'm coming. I'm having I'm coming some in pomp. style. I'm having pomp. So Helion arrives on a jet black winged horse, and I love some theater. And I, if I had his trove of jewels, I would arrive everywhere in, on, in, in a jet pack wearing a ball gown. Yeah, hell yeah. That's what I would do. Cassian reflects on how rare the Pegasus is. Pegasi? Pegasi? I don't know. I think Pe- it's Pegasus. 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 I, 
have become being hunted to almost extinction and that they had come from the island where the prison now stands. And so their environment was taken away and they don't really know what happened. And I'm not going to say anything else, but I'll, I thought immediately it was Jelly Jubilee because I'm reading the other books. And that's what Whoa. I'm saying. When Helion offers Feyre a ride on the Pegasus, Cass can see Feyre and Reese having a silent discussion between them because I don't think... A woman with child is supposed to ride on a Pegasus. Come on, let me pull on a Pegasus. The baby will love it. <laughs> and you know what? If the baby doesn't live, not strong enough for the Pegasus. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> oh, no. Um, you know this baby's going to be strong enough for a Pegasus. Oh, yeah. That baby's going to rip your body in half Hell and bleed yeah, you out. It is. <laughs> Why did you say all happy? <laughs> God, I mean, you know, the idea, I mean, terrifies me, but the, for others, the idea of childbirth is very metal. Oh, of course. It is actually like, incredibly metal. Like, and like that your body like does it, like it, it swoles open and it's just like, goosh, I shoot through like you're an alien. Agree. I think it is fucking rock and roll, just not for myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I think it's. And like one of the most badass metal things that a person can do. Yeah, make a whole other make a person, person and then squeeze them out of their body. Are you Damn. kidding me? Um, no, I'm a, just a baby. You are? I'm just a baby. I can't pay. I can pay with box. Oh, you're doing the meme. <laughs> I'm doing two memes because there's also the meme of just the little girl going, I'm just a baby. Because uh-huh. she's like, you have to be nice to your sister. And she goes, I'm just a baby. Oh, yeah. I see. I don't know that one. Well, but how dare that, you? I can't believe you don't know all the baby memes. I felt Natalie. like I lived the meme right now, which the, is I, honestly, horrible. I sound pretty spot on. Okay, <laughs> um, yeah, I can pay in blocks. I can pay blocks. Uh, <laughs> Elaine, get out of here. Get out of here, Elaine. Um, so they decide they're basically. Reese enters after they have this like silent discussion. Reese enters Cassian's mind and tells him they're going to reveal Feyre's pregnancy to Helion. He explains they want to build trust with him to access his libraries and that she's going to be showing anyway. Cassian sends a quote wonderful, lovely scent of new life as Reese lifts the shield over Feyre, as does Helion. Can you smell my baby right now? Can you smell it inside of me? It smells like cold brew. Oh, I mean, that's what my baby's mostly made up of. And come. <laughs> come and coffee. Yeah. Okay. That's my CC cream. It's not what I put on my face. Oh, God. It's what I put inside. Oh, no. <laughs> Thankfully, Helion also seems... Thankfully, Helion sincerely seems happy for the couple and gives Feyre a kiss on the cheek, so it's not this big, like... I'm dun, must dun, dun. Yeah. True to himself, Helion quickly loses interest in the baby and talks about, asks where beautiful Moore is. I mean, uh, Helion knows what Helion wants. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, just, I'm just asking. When Az says tersely that she's away, Helion lightly flirts with the Bat Boys and Cassian notes how generally relaxed Helion's attire is for a High Lord and how he appreciates his non-button-up-ness. But, yeah. Basically, he's just wearing a, an open-legged sheet. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of pictures of that. Just, man, oh, just yeah. open down. It's just like, like man-spreading. Yes, and you can, like, see the V. It's open so much. 
Which I will say, you need to ask permission before you expose your penis to people, just FYI for everybody listening. Oh, yeah. You should probably be more covered up, especially in a business meeting. (laughs) That sounds like it's like 1961. Yeah, man. You just show—I mean, like, uh, sometimes you got to kiss all the contestants on Family Feud, you know? Right on the mouth. Right on the mouth. Oh, he he would come in hot and heavy. And they would just— I guess they just didn't even question whether they could or not. Yeah, or or say no because you know that's a position of power. So I, I if I was in that situation, I guess I'd kiss him. I don't think even you have a choice. Like, most of the ladies would have thought that they could consider that they could the not. Option of no. Yeah, they would have been like, "What's this broad's problem?" Over here? Yeah. Oh no, she definitely would have been the problem. Yeah. <laughs> Yay! And isn't it great? Not a lot's changed. <laughs> At least you have to like hide if you're going to force a kiss on somebody's. <laughs> Yeah, at least you can't do it on Camera. primetime TV anymore. So uh, that's changed. Oh, that's he's better. Yeah. Um, so there's a sense of kindness and at least light friendship between the High Lords and Lady as Feyre leads them towards the enchanted slash maybe bespelled slash tortured soldiers. So they're basically Helion's here because they want him to investigate. Maybe he can understand what's going on with them. Later that day, they are all gathered in the Moonstone Palace where the night court waits to hear Helion's assessment of the state of the two captured men. They had gone to the Hewn City, checked him out, but Helion had a hard time describing what he felt when he touched them. He described a fog as Reese experienced in their minds, but it's not an enchantment as Helion knows them, which comes to him like a thread, like somebody's bound. This so far just seems like a big mist that seems like sentient. Um, And thus far, the others haven't expressly told Helion about the dread trove stuff. And so he inquires to them what they know of this fog. So he's like, what a, what's the deal, guys? What's the deal with this oh, fog? I can't even see through his mind. <laughs> Without hesitation, Feyre and Reese launch into what they know of the dread trove and their fears that the crown has gotten into Brialin's old young hands. Uh-oh, crone hands. They also reveal their confiscation of the mask. They're really showing their cards here. Well, I think that's like Reese wants to show Helion, I trust you and I want you to help me, basically. Yeah. Um, the only thing they don't say, they hold back on, is their secret alliance with, with Eris. But they reveal the mask and everything. Helion's shook. And the and the thought of another impending war seems to weigh on him. Yeah, because they, they, they just had the war. They, they just, just had warred. one. And now they gotta have it's another war one. time again. Yeah, but those pesky queens they are about. They are about. The group ponders on different reasons Brialin might have sent the soldiers to Urid. Did she know the mask was there? Did she somehow know Nesta had scried? Did she bait them into killing Autumn Court soldiers to sow discord? There's so many things. It's unclear at the time. Helion asks to see the mask, and Feyre says, sure, but we need your help teaching Nesta how to ward the room around it herself. Oh, I love their friendship. Yeah, it's nice. As they make their way towards the room where the mask is kept, Cassian watches Reese and Feyre exchange what he presumes to be flirty thoughts to one another, as there has been an earlier innuendo about Reese's silver tongue in the conversation. <laughs> yeah. You know, good for them. Yeah. Like, they're still going at it. She's full of seed. I think that there was some point in somewhere that said, like, that makes them even more. I mean, I like know that's hornier. true for humans, yeah. too, sometimes, right? Pregnant people. What do you sound off? Tell us about these things. Um, 
Yeah, but I hear, yeah, it's it's Because your hormones go all over yeah. crazy, I imagine. So Cassian's sort of watching Reese and Feyre have this little, like, flirt inside their, you know, down the bond. And their intimacy just gives him a pang of kind of envy and sadness since his current lover is so just, just sex. sex. It's just sex. But, like, Cassian, come on. You can feel it. You know it's more than that. He knows it. And she knows it. But he doesn't know if she it. wants this. Yeah. But guess what? Also, guess who also said that, Cassian? Long ago, in a dingy, cold inn, mm. said she only wanted pleasures Just of the flesh. Pleasures. And now Man. she's all filled with child. Oh, that scene. Oh, never forget. Oh. If you're, if you're not following Listening Stars, they're like, you got to. Also, their Patreon is incredible. They are doing a full comic, and right now they're at the part when... Tamlin's and Feyre's first sex scene happens Ooh. and I'm just always I just like it's gonna be a while but I'm just like I got to see those in images yeah, yeah God, baby I sound like such a weirdo <laughs> give me some of that <laughs> I think you've just been hanging out with me too much I know it's the, <laughs> you're, you're a sex influencer yes he holds back his hurt about how she hasn't reached out to him since that night so they, if you recall last week, they haven't, after that first uh, union. Mm, um, is that what we're calling yeah. it? Yeah. So she, they haven't gotten back together. And he tries not to take it personally since she's working so feverishly in the training ring because she also found this, like, fire in her for the sword sword play. But the thought of her naked backside keeps creeping into Ooh. his thoughts nonetheless. What are you thinking about? Helion drawled as they approached a shut wooden door. Smelling that arousal, man. <laughs> Always calls you out, bros. Cassian's like, fuck. Because, of course, Helion would be happy to help if Cassian needed a little release. Oh, would I watch that tape? Oh, yeah. Oh, Lord, would I? I mean, maybe he just needs a little release. And after all, it's just sex. Find a, a closet somewhere. He just needs a little bit of help. It's a lot of thigh muscles in one room. Oh, my God. Could you imagine just how, ooh, the strength between them both. Oh, my God. Just tussling. All right. All right. Woo. Settle down. Uh-oh. You, You're somebody scenting. can smell it. Yeah, am I <laughs> scenting? Cassian oh. just, your cold brew scent. Um, <laughs> Cassian just smiles and replies, your mother. Because he asked what he was thinking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got him, classic. Yeah, baby. They reached the mouth. Like, I'm happy that that goes, like, no matter what realm you're in, that that's your a mama jokes. Your mom jokes. <laughs> they reach the mask room, and Cassian sees Nesta has already arrived and has been reading as she waited for them. Also badass is just sitting in the mask room where they were like, oh, don't go even close to there. But she's like, I'm just chilling. She's like, yeah, I'm, I'm waiting here. Cass smiles to himself, assuming she was reading smut. He's also a bit dazed at seeing her in a dress for the first time in many weeks. Also, she's wearing a blue dress, so this guy, I guess, could have been Nessa's dress, too. Um, I mean, I feel like this is way more a more fit, Yeah, no, this is, this is definitely more of a more dress. Um, and he's, he notices how much more filled out it is now that she's eating and training regularly. I love that he loves how, like, strong she's getting. Yeah, he likes it a lot. Yeah. Helion puts on his regular charm, and Nesta is courteous, but seemingly in a way to show him that she's not disinterested, sort of mocks him for calling her Lady Nesta, and then commiserates with Cassian, who hates being called Lord. It's actually very cute, because while she won't be clear about her feelings, she's sort of claiming Cassian in that moment, where, like, 
Helion's immediately like, hello. And she immediately turns to Cassie and she's like, oh my God, right? Right, this guy <laughs> calling me a lady. But how cute is that? Is it just sex, Cassian? Think about it. See all the signs. But she won't, she won't admit it. She can't make him. Because now I mean, they're in he us. He can't make her. Yeah, they're in us now. No, they're not. Oh, no. Not. Reese tries to hide his amusement and directs everyone's attention to the mask being kept under a sheet of black velvet. As Nesta removes the sheet of cloth, Helion gasps and seems shocked that Nesta had put the thing on her face. He tells her he can't stand the feeling of it and to cover it again. The others seem a bit confused that while they feel its presence, they don't have the same reaction as Helion. It's as if nails are sliding down a chalkboard in his mind when he the mask is revealed. So cool. Ha, uh, but also like the like magic black velvet, you know, you just like uh, put a little bit of black <laughs> velvet on it. on it. Yeah, it'll be fine. Regardless, he tells Nesta he will teach her some words to seal the mask up. Later on, the teachings completed, Cassian is mauling over how when Nesta had to prick her finger to bind her to the wards that, that Helion was teaching her, she basically had to get a little prick of blood to be a part of the, the process, the process yeah. Yeah, over the mask, that Cassian's body tensed and he had to fight to control over even the slightest scent of her blood to protect her. and la- He wanted to lash out and he had to like convince himself, his body being like, she's fine. You don't need to fight everybody. He's Man. Like, I want to fight everybody. It's I know that I shouldn't find that kind of reaction cute. It's but super cute. I think it's super he cute. He was able to withhold himself and yeah. that's the, the attraction. That's part. the attraction is that like yeah. you can feel those things and the fact that you feel those things, it just oh I melt. Of course. I just love to be protected. It's but nice. maybe it's because I'm with child. Oh my god, you're your skin oh. turtle. Oh, my baby! The Necrotortus Con? The, ne- the Necrotortal <laughs> Con. My Necrotortal Con, thank you. Especially because it keeps peeking out of the bottom of my Ugh. belly. No, oh, no, my belly showing. Thera notices that Cassian's tensing as this whole process is going on, and she sort of teases him out of it, pointing out that he sure seems to mind that her sister is holding hands with somebody else. So... He kind of like is like really and she can sense it as like her, you know, her buddy. And she just goes like, oh, is somebody a little jealous right now? He's like, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. (laughs) Then it's all over. She's warded to the mask. Reese tells Cassian to meet with Eris tomorrow. And then to Nesta's surprise, he suggests that she go too, as if seeing how she handled Helion made Reese want to offer her more responsibility. So now they've been tasked, Cassian and, and Nesta need to meet with Eris to reveal everything they've learned so far. Now they really are in us. <laughs> Whoa. Feyre and Az get into a bit of an argument then, as he wants to see if Briallen definitely for sure has the crown. And Feyre forbids it. So there's this little Ooh. bit like bicker going on. And so they all kind of like break away from the room. Helian. I also do wonder, too, that like I'm sure having the seed of the High Lord inside of her and being the High Lady, I make it because like I feel like, you know, a book and a half ago, there's no way Feyre would ever like be o- like step over as like something Asriel had right. to say that like I imagine it gives her a lot more power feeling like having the High Lord's child inside of you. Probably. And she she knows she needs to step into the role like that she like 
she agreed to it. I think it's also because I am like high key terrified of pregnant women just because like it's a very powerful state while you're making another child. And I'm just I think that I don't know if it's like the the witchy part of me that I'm just like I'm scared just because I'm like you would do anything to protect what's inside of you. And you're always you wanting know? to grab that belly and tickle. Yeah. Yeah. That's what that's what I can't stop myself from doing. If there's one thing about Jackie Zabrowski, oh, she's always tickling everybody. <laughs> Call Ew, her the mad tickler. The mad. <laughs> <laughs> Don't bring your bellies and your feetsies close. Um, I'm glad that's not my thing. <laughs> um, no, I agree. I think, I mean, it's beautiful. It's it's a very powerful thing, and it's yeah. very cool to see. And I demure myself to them. Yeah, man. Hell yeah, the maiden, the mother of the crone! Yeah! Hop, hop, hooray! Nordstrom Rack's got sweet deals on everything Easter, which is Sunday, March 31st. Get to Nordstrom Rack now and save on Kate Spade, New York, Two-Faced, Steve Madden, Calvin Klein, and more from just $30. Score great brands and great prices on Easter looks for everyone, plus spring decor, gifts, and all kinds of deliciousness. Rack up the deals today at your Nordstrom Rack store. What will you find? This episode is brought to you by AARP. 18 years from tonight, Grant Gill will become a comedy legend when he totally kills it at his improv class's graduation performance. Knees will be slapped. Hilarity will ensue. That's why he's already keeping himself in shape and razor sharp today with wellness tips and tools from AARP to help make sure his health lives as long as he does. Because the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Learn more at aarp.org slash healthy living. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So Helion says that he wants to get away from the crown, and they all walk out of the room together. Cassian and Nesta lock eyes, and as they walk, Cassian asks her what she had been reading earlier when they walked in. A Brief History of the Great Sieges by Ocean. He almost stumbled a step. Not a romance? No. She's reading to learn about what she's working on with him. Although there's something wrong with just reading smut in the middle of the day, all right? She's sitting next to the mask. There's a lot of feelings that come no, from that. No, I don't think he would have judged her for no, that. No, I mean, come on. She explains that she wanted to learn more of war after he had left her the dance of battle. That she wanted to not only learn how to become a weapon herself, but how to manage that power herself. 
Cassian is stunned, and I imagine more than a little turned on. Never again. Never again will she be weak. That's what he wants to hear. She reveals that she wouldn't be opposed to one day leading a small group of females, perhaps the priestesses, or other females who felt at home as warriors, that she has time now as an immortal to plan for the future. His chest tightened. Planning for the future. It was a hell of a good sign. That's true! Yeah, it is. It's a wonderful sign, which means she's actually, like, working on herself, and she's Making growing. Plans. Yeah, plans which is, is awesome. like, a positive mental health, like, place to be. Yeah, especially, nothing is scarier when you're in, like, such a rough mental state that you're not thinking about the future, that you can only deal with your present, and it's it's scary, because then you don't even have the space and the mental, the mental strength to yeah. think forward because you're so like wrapped up in whatever the bullshit you're dealing with right now that you're not even thinking about it which is what Nesta was doing for a really long time just I think not even thinking about her present moment just getting through the day minute by minute mm-hmm. yeah which is really great unless you're planning on hijacking a bus which is like that is making plans technically like the movie speed yeah hell yeah yeah don't do that don't do that <laughs> Later that evening, Cassie is knocking on Nesta's bedroom door. It seems he couldn't fight the urge any longer to stay away because he simply had to bring her these three more war books. It's just because he was bringing her the books. <laughs> Late at night when they were alone. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not Don't his worry. Fault. He just has to bring these books. Over. Yeah. <laughs> She's back to reading romances in her bed when he enters the room. So here you go. I thought I thought you like these, so I'm gonna just leave them in. I'm one of them back. I'm going to back out. Okay. okay. Good night. Just Sleep a book. tight. He forced himself to move from the desk to aim for her door again. She said before he'd reached the archway. Was it not good for you? <gasps> he stutters. He's, oh, what? Whoa. And, <laughs> and she asks again if he didn't enjoy himself, to which he replies that she seemed focused on training and she didn't. he didn't want to disrupt her. Her eyes flickered with something like hurt. All right. Well, good night. Come on. You got to pick up something from that, bro. Come on. Yeah, Cassian's like, don't. Damn it, Cassian. You blew it. Yeah, of course. So he turns and he goes back to her bedside and he tries to explain himself better, saying he didn't want to be selfish and distracting her while she was so focused. She clarifies that if both parties want something, it's not a demand. Oh. And she reveals that she did, in fact, enjoy herself. That's all Cassian needs to hear. He's like, woo! And he just, like, rips his clothes off. <laughs> no, he seduces her. He seduces her. Yeah, he totally seduces her. And this, this is, is, again, a great scene. Oh, my God. It's such a good scene. Obviously, we'll leave it to the others to read the scene. But what I do want to mention that I found funny was that in the middle of it, he was thinking about how he can't wait to teach her wing play. <laughs> so it just made me think of ball play. Yeah. <laughs> Mind the stepchildren. That's what Andy Dick says in old school. <laughs> it just it made me think of John Gabris when he was reading the dudes grappling with erotica because he was saying their wings are like balls <laughs> yeah. like the balls of the back <laughs> but this is also a seven page sex scene yes. the next morning Cassian is at the river house with the others desperately trying not to think of the rough ravenous sex that occurred the night before man it's a good scene Occurred twice, I should say. (laughs) 
But Reese, as and Amarin all seem all too aware of how much her scent is all over him. They're all yeah. pretending like they can't tell. So annoying. I'd just be like, all right, I know. How do you not talk about it? Like, I, I think I'd have to bring it up just to be like, yes, we all smell it, okay? <laughs> oh, Can God. we just continue on with the day? It'd be so embarrassing if you had to talk about your smells. <sighs> Ugh. Honestly, like, I won't get into that. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> right? I don't know what that was going to be. And I imagine his face is also giving it away since he tends to wear his heart on his sleeve and he... It's very bowled over by the night before. Yeah, especially after a night like that. Like, how do you not just have, like, the dazed look of just, like, <laughs> I think he probably was acting yeah, like that. isn't that awesome? Man, that's the best feeling in the world. Yeah, yeah. When you're just stupid giddy the following day after yeah. a sexual experience. Oh, yeah. Amran asks why they've all been summoned there so early in the morning while Varian is in her bed. Reese pulled back a canvas tarp that had been over part of his desk. We're here because I got a visit at dawn from a blacksmith out by the western edge of the city. Uh-oh! Mm. It is under that sheet, another fancy, I guess, velvet magic sheet? Sex. A sword? Yeah, I said sex. I meant to say sick, but I said sex instead, no, so... No, you know, it's tomato sex. Sex. <laughs> A sword, a dagger, and a great sword. Wouldn't you think that he would originally think that maybe this is like a a villain sending this as like a threat? I feel like I would be scared if I just sent someone swords. The blacksmith appeared with it and explained vaguely what happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cassian is confused. What did he bring? He's a day present. He's got fucked dumb right now. Yeah. But before Reese can answer. He shouts as Azrael is about to touch one. He says, I wouldn't do that, because Az is just, like, reaching towards it. Reese informs the room that the blacksmith claims the weapons are cursed. He dropped them off at the river house in a panic. When Amran asks what happened there to Cassian, because they know that he and Nesta went, but not what happened, he quickly gives the explanation of what went down. Reese and Amran look at each other silently. After a moment, Reese goes on to reveal that he thinks that she, Nesta, may have unintentionally imbued the weapons with her power, as their ancestors used to do at a time when Fae were more, quote, elemental. Hell yeah. Which made me just think of just like, like they were hippies? Yeah, sure, man. You know? They were just like vibing. Yeah, sometimes, you know, you got to use the elements to your advantage, you know, during the new moon, the Sagittarius new moon fire sign. Mm -hmm. um, I burn some bay leaves to get some manifestations going and you burn it for the fire sign because that's, you know, the elemental connection there. Wow. Yeah. Look at you, nerd. uh, Yeah. I may be pregnant, but I ain't dead. (laughs) I'm not pregnant. She's not pregnant. Let's make that clear. (laughs) IUD firmly inside of me. <laughs> Cassian is shocked at this news. He insists that Nesta had no idea what she was doing and that she could not have done that. Amarin explains that actually that might make them even more dangerous because she didn't even know what emotions she put into these objects. Amarin continues that if she did in fact, as Cassian has said, spend the most time on the one specific sword, then it is to be treated as an object of the dread trove. A new Trove. Whoa, new troves here. Who dis? New trove. 
Uh, Cassian seems in disbelief, but Amran points out that the dread trove, the original dread trove, was created by the cauldron, and Nestor stole the cauldron's power. Nearly anything she touches could be turned into a trove object. Yeah. Watch out for your dick, dick Cassian! You're gonna make it a trove object! But also, then it will be completely hers. Imagine if he had to use his penis as a weapon, though, like in battle. <laughs> I mean, don't they... they, they that's what they do, right? People with penises with swordplay. Oh. Everybody's they're slapping their penises against each other. Imagine if he shot like a laser of like cauldron light out of it. He had to like constantly pull that his penis out. That would be awesome. It would be pretty fun. Uh, but then it would be a whole thing. You know, he's such a consent king. Then I, I feel like it would be difficult. Every per- every, if they were okay with it. okay if it I show you this? Because I gotta kill a bunch of people or something. Yeah. They all sit in silence with this revelation. Reeling. Cassian suggests that Nesta could forge a whole arsenal of weapons to fight against Briellin. Like, maybe she can help us with this. Which is why Nesta must not learn about it, Amran said. I feel like this is like whenever it's like, oh, we don't have enough money. Why doesn't the treasury just make more? Yeah. You know, like, I feel like it's that same kind of uh, yeah. that, thing. That's like, that, that doesn't really work reason. like that. It doesn't work that way. Um, yeah, you make a bunch of like insanely powerful objects that could kill everyone, it's going to end the world. Yeah, because, like, other people could get a hold of those. They will eventually. This angers Cassian, though, what Amran says, especially when Amran says keeping it from her protects all of them in case she decided to go rogue. Oof, man. You can't be talking about Cassian's girl like that, Yeah, but at the same time, you should be, like, filled with pride that she's so fucking powerful that even Amran is terrified of her power. For sure, but I think it's more of the the fact that Amran is saying, like, you can't trust her. her. Yes, and because, like, she could just... But, like, look towards the past. She, like, Amran is thinking of keeping everyone safe because Nessa doesn't exactly have a perfect track record when it comes to being able to control her emotions. Agreed. Right? I will also say, though, that Amran is being a little petty. I think she cut, I mean, she's angry yes. with her. I, I mean, wouldn't you be? If, if if Think about a frenemy you've had. Oh, yeah. And then you know how powerful your frenemy is. Do you really want your frenemy knowing that? No. No. Uh-uh. No. I've never had a friend of me in my life. Yeah, uh, me neither. Uh, um, <laughs> I have. But that's just because, you know, sometimes a powerful person makes powerful enemies. It's true. It's hard to be a lady sometimes. Yeah, it is. I mean, look at my baby. Oh, my God. My baby. Uh-oh, fat bastard. Baby, oh, in my No, belly. no, no. We're not getting into Austin Powers here. Absolutely not. Pieces of corn in my crap. Bigger than you. Oh, God. Yeah, dude. We are not doing this. <laughs> Amran is not moved by Cassian's anger. Cassian is clear in saying he can't lie to Nesta, and he refuses to. They pull out the old, it's not lying, you're just not saying yeah, anything. It's just omitting the truth. When Cassian pushes back at Reese, Reese tells Cass that Amran's orders hold. Sorry, she said we're not to tell Nesta. Damn. Then Amran delights and telling Cassian to watch out when he's fucking her. <laughs> Ooh, Cassian Ooh. and always come across as frenemies for oh, sure. Yeah. She's well, always catting at him. She's a cat scratcher. She definitely is. And she also knows that Cass will bite back, too. Like, it's not like it's a one-sided. Cassian will constantly fight with her, too. Which is why I also feel like why Amran's not openly, like, cat scratchy at Feyre. Because, like, I feel like in that kind of way, too, like, Feyre's not, like, she doesn't want to cat scratch if someone's not going to scratch back. 
Right, exactly. She wants some sass. Which makes me like Amarin more because sure. like, she's not going to do it towards someone that's not going to be, uh, I'm not going to say be able to handle it, but Feyre can handle it, but you're going to hurt her feelings. Right, it won't be fun. Yeah. I think, I think Amarin finds it fun. Yeah. As stands up for Cassian, though, and he says he votes to be honest with Nesta. Amarin decides to leave. She's like, whatever. Don't tell her. Don't fuck with these weapons. I'm going back to bed with my man. Hell yeah, girl. Or male, I guess. When the bad boys are left alone, Reese reveals why he's actually looking so tired and distraught. He can't find anyone who knows how to save Feyre. Baby's got wings in my belly. This is serious. <laughs> how dare you bring I Austin know. Powers into this moment? It could rip me apart. The feathered winged people, apparently it turns out, have bendy bones in their wings. Like birds. The bats are harder and sharp and fit to rip a high face body to shreds. Cool. So they went and they tried to do the seraphim and the peregrines and all of them. They basically just, well, their wings are different and they don't hurt people the same way. Cassian feels all the pain coming off of his brother and comes and rests a hand on his shoulder. And he thinks about how the clock is ticking down to tragedy and they don't know what to do. Reese tells them Feyre still doesn't know anything about this. This is an I know again you don't want to make her upset the entire time but this is again another instance where it's like I mean she's gonna find out right? I told you before I feel extremely torn by this. Yeah. I understand he doesn't want to take the joy from her when she touches her belly. But then you look at the pain in your partner's eyes you think she doesn't see that at all? I th- uh, right, and also I just feel like it's her body still, and she should know. Yeah, you know. But I know why they're. I don't think they're evil for not telling her. I just no, feel I don't like think so either. It's an impossible situation. Yes, and like again, she's going to find out at some point. So you may as- because if I found out eight months in, I'd be like, why the fuck didn't you tell me? I think also Reese has pointed out that she most likely would. Be like, well, I don't care. I'm going to die. Yes, and I'll, so. and I'll have the baby anyway. Yeah. Oh. 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 I don't think you should do that. I won't. I won't with my um, baby. But I've got bendy bones. Everybody knows that. Everybody knows it. So I'll be able to have a baby with wings. So, yeah, Reese doesn't want to take away that pure joy in her eyes when she thinks about and talks about the baby. He tells them that. He himself, when Helion was visiting just recently, he got on his knees in front of him and begged Helion to do anything he could to find stuff in his own libraries because Helion's known for having these massive, like, archival libraries. Yeah, that's why his hands and his head so big. (laughs) Because he's smart. He's full of thoughts. reading books. Helion promises to put his librarians onto the task. So they do have this little bit of hope they're going to keep looking for different things that can happen. They're not just going to give up. Their attention turns back to the simple-looking weapons hovering over Reese's desk. Perhaps to distract Reese, Cassian challenges him to pull one of the weapons out from its sheath now that Bossy Amron's gone, which is very just like, well, hey, get one of those out. Yeah, come on, let's talk. Dude, let's, come on, let's see, see if we it. can feel it. Reese lifted his head. This is a bad idea. Cassian winked. That should be written on the night court crest. <laughs> a few stars blinked into existence in Reese's eyes. Azrael muttered a prayer. So the rascally brothers. They're so cute. Being little rascals. They released the grand sword from its scabbard using magic, not daring to touch it. It did not go easily, as if the sword did not wish to be revealed. 
or not by Rizond. But inch by inch, the scabbard slid from the blade, and inch by inch, fresh steel glowed, truly glowed, like moonlight lay within the metal. I think it sounds pretty. Dude, Super I mean, cute. it makes me think of the, um, oh God, now I can't think of it. When you like layer, uh, watching all the sword shows, I can't, Damascus Steel, Damascus Steel. Oh, you know how it looks and like fire. it's almost like Forged and Fire. It looks like it's almost like made out of like oh, yeah. magic and clouds because it's so overlaid. That's cool. All I thought of was that really weird 80s Christmas movie that, um, where Santa like uses candy canes and it's like everything sparks. Oh my god, what is it called? The one with Santa Claus the movie with yes. Dudley Moore. Yes, Dudley Moore. <laughs> I don't know why my mind went. Maybe it's because it's the Christmas season. That's all I can think of. Hell yeah, that movie's so fucking weird. It's so weird. I, I that was one of my mom's favorites, and so we would always watch it. And I watched it not that long ago. It's like, man, no wonder I got weird. Like. That movie's fucked up. If you ever want to watch a weird, trippy, like, kind of fell through the cracks Christmas movie, you should definitely check that one out. Just be prepared to be like, what? Okay. (laughs) Well, they were right, I guess. (laughs) Um, But Dudley Moore as an elf. Come on, guys. Come on, guys. (laughs) So, (laughs) I mean, he was made to play an elf. Made for it. (laughs) They're so so it shoots out sparks like it's still being forged is what made me think of that movie. Mm. So they're still so they're so taken aback. They they simply gotta know what's up with the other two. So they pull out the, the the dagger and it seems to be created out of pure ice. It's just cold radiates out from it. And then the middle sword seems filled with rage and heat is coming from it as well. Awesome. So it's like these different kinds of cool magics. Yeah, man. Suddenly they hear Amron's laugh behind them and she appears telling them she knew that they, being idiots, <laughs> wouldn't listen to her warnings. I love this scene. <laughs> the four of them watch in wonder as the hovering weapons rotate slowly in the air guided by Reese's magic. As they discuss past enchanted swords that were said to have been destroyed, Amran throws a curveball at Rizond. With these three blades, you could make yourself high king. This, awesome! He's like, what? 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 Where the fuck did that come from? Oh, so think of how much paperwork you'd have to deal Ugh. with if you were a high king. Like, then you got to be over all the different courts. That's so much. It really is. This seems to cause Reese to bristle, in fact. He tells her in no uncertain terms that he does not want that position. But Amran, ever the pragmatist, counters that if he were to take lordship over all of Prithian... They would stand a better chance of survival against hostile lands. Just saying, you'd be a great king. Hands up. Just saying. But Reese is having none of it. He doesn't want to reign supreme. He doesn't have his eyes set on global domination. Which means he's perfect for the job. We all know that. Isn't that... Uh, the best king is the king that doesn't want to be king. Isn't that Ironani? <laughs> but at the... <laughs> But then Azrael seems to agree with Amran. Probably some of the courts would agree to defer Therese, as kind of suggests. Cassian in his thoughts doesn't think it's a bad idea either because they've obviously never read Game of Thrones yeah. or Lord of the Rings. You don't know these things? Come on, guys. Cassian believes in Rizan's fairness and kindness as a ruler, but I'm sort of on Reese's side here a little bit. To rule too much and too far usually sets people up for a big old fall and makes them evil. Like or, every single time. or a turn, or it will turn you evil eventually because, like, you know, that's what Daenerys power begets, right? 
Daenerys. And Nebade. Daenerys. Whoa. But apparently Cass and Az don't see it this way. Cassian thinks that with Feyre at his side as High Lady and, and thus High Queen, they could do a lot worse. And I tell you that, you're right. Man, yeah, dude. I think they would do a really good job. I just don't know if that's too many, that's too much responsibilities. How are you supposed to be a parent on top of all I that? No. Oh Somebody my God, should... but Cass and Az are going to be such like good uncles. Oh my God, it's so cute. Can I you mean... imagine them as uncles? Yeah. Uh, there's been a lot of fan art of it. That's cute. Not see, sexual. I was about I to say, like, I was like, I never look at the non-sexual fan art. I'm I sure that it is. that they are thirst traps, but not in any sexual way, if that makes sense. Like, yes. It's, there's also... Seeing them care for a child is very sexy, but it's not... The picture itself is not sexy. I have to say, brief Crescent City thing. I'm, don't worry. It's quick. There's been a big fan art um, rotation right now of Rune... When he, whenever Bryce was little, and he's like painting her nails. Oh my and stuff. god! I and he's die. like all tattooed and like covered in his nail polish. But on, and he's so like good her to her. Oh it's my god! Sexy, I'm not gonna lie. God, um, so hot. Anyway, that's Crescent City talk for you. Sorry, guys. It's the third one's about to come out. I can't not mention it at all. Highly recommend. You better also, start reading it. Yeah, start. If you're an Avatar fan, it. that's all I'm gonna say. Because the third one's coming out, I think, in February. So start reading it now. They're thick. They're so thick. Um, Reese tries to push this. He tries to change the subject. He doesn't want to talk about this anymore. But they push at him, and he says no. He has no interest in this, and he doesn't understand why they want him to become a conqueror. But as Amran sees it, it is his birthright as the most powerful High Lord ever born. It's faded by the mother. The mother. As is truthful with him. He doesn't know if Prithine will stand after another war if they are divided. Amran looked to the great sword, still slowly rotating above them. Then explain to me why, after thousands of years, objects that once crowned and aided the old Fae have returned. The last time a high king ruled Prithian, it was with a magic sword in his hand. <laughs> Look at that great sword before you resound and tell me that it is not a sign from the cauldron itself. From the cauldron itself! Amran seems convinced that these weapons came through Providence. Not only that, but she suggests that the three sisters turned by the cauldron also came to him. So it's like these threes, these magical things. Yeah. One lord to fuck them all. Hell yeah, man. Three is a magic number. Right, right? In bed. Whoa! Bat boys, come on over! Come on over, babies! Reese is not moved by any of this. In fact, he seems to be getting dangerously angry. He dismisses them. And as they file out, Cassian looks back at his brother, who is now slumped over in his chair with all of the weight of the world on his shoulders. Very well, Rizond. Amran also turned from the desk and the blades Reese's magic now sheathed and set upon the surface. But know that the cauldron's benevolence will be extended to you only for so long before it is offered to another. Whoa. That's concerning. You're just going to drop that, Amarin? Because that, like, that's a lot. So she really seems to think she understands what's going on here, and, the, and it's that if he doesn't accept this great responsibility, Somebody's somebody else gonna is going to. It's probably going to be some butt. Yeah, man, you don't want a butt as High King, because then they're going to be fought and... And making poopies everywhere. Yeah. What? 
<laughs> Nesta and Cassian are standing in the flowery essence of the spring court's forests at the start of chapter 43. Nesta is admiring the beauty of the color of the fauna here when she notices that Cassian seems to be trying to hide his itching. He feebly admits he has allergies, and she laughs, saying, Stop biting it. I get terrible allergies myself. Don't worry about it. It's like in the beginning of a relay when you're like, oh, I don't fod and she, you know, and it's like, but you definitely do because you're a person. Well, then, yeah, if you didn't, you'd be like, are you OK? Or, yeah, you should probably get a you pill might be, or I think something. you might be filled with shit. <laughs> Which is not sexier, I will say. No, get it out. Um <laughs> And so they have this moment of connection through that, but it is then marred by her mind shooting back to her time in poverty when she and Elaine would have to share the same bathwater back to back because they didn't have enough to go around, which is yuck. Man, it makes me think of the smothered. smothered. I yeah. know it did as, as well. Yeah, it makes, makes me think of, me think of smothered. Gross. When um, mommy and daughter share the bathwater. I just like I still want to believe that was just for TV. Um she also laments over the thought that Elaine would love the forest they're standing in in the spring court. But technically, that's kind of a giving thought. So that's nice. It's like gross. She's thinking about her. Yeah. And, and, and like, in a positive oh, way. Something that she would like. I wish that she could experience mm-hmm. this. Well, because also like Nesta really was wrapped up in Nesta for quite some time. Yes. And just the fact that she's openly thinking about what other people would even think about something is a huge step for her. Yeah, for sure. Um so that's good. It's in a way it's good. Eris is late and they are getting irritated. And so they're kind of griping about it. But of course, Eris shows up just as Nesta calls him a bastard aloud. This is probably especially poignant to Eris since he openly has a bit of a thing for old Nesta Archeron. I mean, she's so stubborn. She's so hot. She's so great powerful. Rack. Yeah. Like, how could you not? Great ass, apparently, according to according Cassian. To Cassian. Well, Cassian and Nesta have been, again, summoned to do this job by Rizan because they're to inform Eris of the state of his missing soldiers. They do it, and not in really a gentle way. Um, Eris seems genuinely taken aback with the, the news that they found the soldiers and then proceeded to kill most of them. And when he asks how they died, Cassian explains the whole bog situation, basically says, I actually, sorry, I did it. I mean, they were attacking. What do you expect a warrior to do? And Eris knows that, but he hates Cassian. And so he takes this opportunity and probably, you know, he probably actually does feel anger and sadness about the news, but he takes the time to fuck with Cassian, challenging him on, oh, my, how convenient only two of them were spared. Seems like you just made an excuse to kill a bunch of my soldiers, Cassian. Ugh, these these boys. Cassian is responding angrily and defensively, but Nesta watches and knows that there's pain behind his eyes because he doesn't take killings lightly. Did you even try to spare the others or did you just launch right into a massacre? Eris seethed. Nesta watches this insult land squarely with Cassian, like the moment Lisa breaks Ralph's heart on The Simpsons. Ah, ah, oh. Oh, that's my pretending to be. It's very good. Thank you. Man, you really do. Like, if I had a belly, like, my hands are always on it. 
Well, yeah, I mean, imagine just counterbalance. Yeah, just because you're, oh, like, I just find myself, I'm holding underneath the belly. This is a fake belt. Why is my hand on the belly? I feel creeped. I'm creeping myself out. I mean, like, Jackie, there's not a baby in there. It's your motherly instinct. It's just, eh. It's just, eh. But I guess it, it's good to know in the future, like I was talking about, uh, I think, last episode, where my hands are always on my breasts, that at some point, if I ever have something inside of me, that I'll put my hand somewhere else for a little bit. Um... That's I could put it in what? my pockets. I mean, good enough reason to get pregnant right there. Well, I was talking about this right before the episode that, like, uh, not necessarily for me, but, you know, always being provided a seat and always assuming that, like, well, she is eating for two. Those are the two things of the reasons why I would get pregnant. Because then I always sit down, I always eat to, like you, you have to then proceed to raise a, a person, nowadays still about 25. So you got the next 25 years covered. I don't know if the nine months of that is uh, worth it. Being taken care of. Yeah, um, I, you know. I, it might not be worth it. Good to realize, though. Good to realize. I don't think everybody does realize that. No, no. I think that's the problem. Um, so she, she sees Cassie and take this blow, and it will not do. Nesta, mostly silent up until this point, steps in. She tells him that Asriel had an ash arrow shot through his wing, mm-hmm. and she wonders where that came from. If perhaps it came from Eris's Autumn Court stores. Bum, bum, bum. Eris stumbles. Uh, uh, what? I don't, I didn't mean not know. Arrow, mm-hmm. you say? Mm-hmm. Because he was toying with Cassian. She unleashes her own daggers at him. Her word daggers. Maybe you bespelled the soldiers, Eris. Maybe your story about them disappearing was a ploy. Cassian's gaze was a physical touch on her face, but she kept her attention on the stiff-backed Eris. If you want to play warmonger, go right ahead, Eris. Her smile widened. I like an interesting opponent. I mean, this is the best part about, like, especially with Cassian having Nesta, like, as his, like like partner in this because she's so good at ripping somebody apart with her words. And Cassian's totally not because she he's just not that guy. Gina George. Oh man, she totally woulda. Talk about I mean, that's why I love the frenemies between Amran and Nessa because I feel like they can go head to head with their words. So she she challenges Eris in the way and if I know high females and I think I do, mm-hmm. this enrages him but also probably gives him a boner. Dude. Eris becomes flustered, spitting out that he is not their enemy. Nesta most likely knows that, but she wants to make him pay for hurting Cassian, which is what he was doing. Yeah, and also, Eris, think about your own damn self, because you always come in with this hateful energy, calling people bastards, trying to hit them below the belt, and then you're going to have the audacity to be like, but guys, we're on the same team. Right. Get out of here. And the thing is, he doesn't actually think that they are monstrous and like no. actually slaughtered them for fun. He just has this weird hang up with Cassie and probably because of more because what my guess I mean we don't know but I feel like Eris wishes that he could be in this fun group yeah of course and like you know he did according to Eris's own brain he did everything he could to save more that he was allowed to do while being under rule of his father so in his head he's like why does Cassian hate me so much like I did what I could but like he can't say that yeah he's never gonna say that so so they're always gonna have this contention between them will they for I don't know. Maybe fall. I don't know. Something might happen.
Hop, hop, hooray! Nordstrom Rack's got sweet deals on everything Easter, which is Sunday, March 31st. Get to Nordstrom Rack now and save on Kate Spade, New York, Two-Faced, Steve Madden, Calvin Klein, and more from just $30. Score great brands and great prices on Easter looks for everyone, plus spring decor, gifts, and all kinds of deliciousness. Rack up the deals today at your Nordstrom Rack store. What will you find? This episode is brought to you by AARP. 18 years from tonight, Grant Gill will become a comedy legend when he totally kills it at his improv class's graduation performance. Knees will be slapped. Hilarity will ensue. That's why he's already keeping himself in shape and razor sharp today with wellness tips and tools from AARP to help make sure his health lives as long as he does. Because the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Learn more at aarp.org slash healthy living. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. After Eris is sort of shrunk down by Nesta, Cassian tells him that he truly didn't want to kill the males. And that he will help the soldiers' families if he wants that, if if Eris wants him to help. Oh. But Eris still can't not be mean to Cassian. So noting this, br- she, he basically sees that Cassian brushed his hand along Nesta's back and he sees a new target that's like slightly less... Oh mean I guess yeah and probably more within his wheelhouse yeah he begins to flirt with Nesta tells her to come play with a real man essentially when she grows bored of her big old glute I don't think she's ever going to be bored of her big glutes Cassian bristles and is about to go nuclear when everyone pauses someone doth approach on soft paws (laughs) that's such a good line sadly someone doth approach on soft Poles. Then a massive fur launches at the trio. She'd never forget that beast. How it had broken down the door of their cottage and terrified her to her bones. How all she'd been able to think of was shielding Elaine while Thera had grabbed that knife to face it. Face him. Tamlin! Bum bum bum! Soft paws! Cassian has Nesta behind him, preparing to launch into the sky, but everyone's frozen and assessing. Was Tamon going to pounce as he crouched before them in his beast form? In those moments, Nesta reflects on his connection to Feyre, how this was the male that sent her over the wall and then under the mountain, all for him. 
And then he'd locked her away and broken her. Yeah, before just, like, pretending and, like, being like, uh, nothing's happening. I'm just, if I just pretend like nothing's happening, then she'll figure it out. This human woman, Tamlin. Tamlin, you fuck. So, suddenly something courses through Nesta. Was it rage? Rage for her sister? She's feeling protective of Pharaoh For the first time in, what, 30 years? (laughs) She recalls the feeling of letting Feyre go in her place when Tamlin arrived all those nights ago as a coward. She just protected Elaine and just was like, take her! She would not be a coward now. And Nesta let some of her power rise to the surface. Yes. I'm so proud of her. I know. You will not touch us. She steps from behind Cassian and faces Tamlin in full His voice is raspy and unused. He tells her he has the right to kill anyone on his land. (laughs) I feel like he now sounds like a prospector, you know, like a guy who doesn't see anybody. Yeah, because he's just by himself all the time, pining and just like knocking things over like he's a big cat. Yeah. (laughs) Um, She simply taunts him, mocks him for how these lands don't seem to be anyone's lands, judging by the state of them. Damn. And then she reminds him and us, the readers, that her violation when she, Nesta, was forced and submersed into that cauldron was his doing. That was Tamlin's fault. Yeah. And even if she is figuring things out in this realm now, it wasn't her choice to go in. She begins to shout, her anger and power rising. She dresses him down, approaching him, pointing, and hits the hardest when she tells him that he treated her sister like property. Tamlin shrank from her outstretched finger, claws digging into the earth. Put that finger down, you wish. (laughs) Nesta smiled. I'm glad you remember what happened to the last person I pointed at. She lowered her arm. We're going now. God. I love as she starts to truly accept her power. It's just like, yeah, bitch, yeah! God is ass! Yes! Then she returns to Cassian, who embraces her and prepares to launch into flight. Nesta's parting shot. Tell anyone you saw us, High Lord, and I'll rip your head from your body, too. All right, girl. Hell yeah. That night, Nesta is having trouble sleeping and has taken herself into the empty and silent library under the House of Wind. The silent library is the first show that Edinburgh's ever on. I just have yeah. that memory. When they ate the bacon pants off, of off, his, off his chest. Off his body. Yeah. That thought just came to me right now. <laughs> She watches the pit at the bottom from a safe distance over the railing, not attempting anything, just having racing thoughts all night. And she just decided to sort of walk out to the library and look down. Um, All the incident with Tamlin is just kind of like keeping her up. Cassian has gone to the river house that evening after the encounter, even though she realizes she has friends now to talk to. She doesn't know how to reach them in the middle of the night, even if she wanted to. But also, like, there's a lot of stuff she can't talk about, too. So yeah. that's got to be really difficult. Right. Like, she you can't reveal, like, it, secrets. Right. And, so yeah. she has to sit with it like, oh, I'm just so not a secret person. I, I would be so bad at this. I'd be like, oh, but all these things are happening and, and another war might start. I got to talk about it to somebody. Maybe but again, she would to tell the pit. Oh, yeah. I mean, you got to just tell the darkness then. (laughs) The house just drops a glass of warm milk next to her. She says thank you to it. Yeah. And wonders if this is what a home feels like. Everybody's home talks to them, right? 
She's never experienced. I'm not crazy, right? <laughs> but she means more like she's only ever had a house, never a home. Never a home. But never she feels home. like maybe this is what a home feels like. And she'd never experienced it in her past, even when they were wealthy. As she looks back over the edge of the railing, not that you need to be rich to have a home, but you know what I'm saying? the only like, way. When they lived in poverty, no, obviously they love were... doesn't count. <laughs> but there's also, there wasn't a lot of love in their home. No. So, you know. And it was suffering. It was like not a comfortable, like you you can be very poor and still have a nice home Oh, yeah, of course. But, but you know, when you're but sharing the bathwater bath with right. your sister. <laughs> I think that might be drama. <laughs> um, so she's... Looking back over the edge of the railing as she's having these thoughts and she startled to see something pulsing in the darkness at the bottom. Something like a tendril of smoke. But then, I thought I'd find you here. Well, either here or the stairs of the city. Cassian pops up behind her. Get out of the library. Cassie, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? I'm sure she's just like, ugh. And she's like super excited. So totally loves it. But she has to pretend like, like, uh, I like need a second alone. Wink. (laughs) He's checking on her and figured she'd be in one of two places. When she looks back, whatever she thought she saw at the bottom of the pit is gone if she saw it at all. He comes to her side and they have a soft conversation about what happened earlier. Like friends would. Look at at that. that. They commiserate about how much Tamlin sucks. And surprisingly, Nesta agrees with Cassian that Tamlin never deserved Feyre. No. She's starting to, like, reconcile her feelings with Feyre a little bit. Which is really because difficult. Because she's feeling better about herself. Yeah. And I think that's the key to it. And so then she can bring that perspective to every one of her relationships. Yeah. Because, th- like, then you're bringing an air at least of positivity and connection yeah. when before she wasn't able to connect with anybody. Right. You can't really when you hate yourself, truly. Yeah. The next morning, Nesta is running exercises with Emery and Gwen, and she's thinking about the night before when Cassie What happened? <laughs> When Cassian led her back up to her room after their discussion in the library, and the moment he saw that she was reading Valkyrie battle strategy books, had her sit on his face as a reward. Man, love this. What a reward. I'll read all you want me to read. If every time you see me reading these war books, I just sit on your face. She thinks about in that time when that happened. That it was only a moment in time before she couldn't hold back and she turned herself needing to touch him. She'd never done that. Feasted and been feasted upon. And he'd come on her tongue just before she'd come on his. Natalie! Uh... I'm sorry, but I had to add that because that's such a funny way to put it. 69ing. Feasted and been feasted upon. It doesn't no. quite roll off the tongue. No, I, I mean, I dig it. I, I'll start saying it. <laughs> 69! Or as yeah, Amber man. Nelson says... When old people do, it's called a 96. (laughs) Amber. (laughs) They proceeded to make love after that, and Nesta thinks of how she was pleasantly sore in the morning and how Cassian had winked at her at the breakfast table as if he knew she was a little sore, which is so cute. (laughs) He just sees her and gives her a little wink at the table. (laughs) It does make me, like, I remember reading this, like, rereading it, and it's just like, it makes me just, like, with a big smile on my face, like, these scenes that I find myself just smiling into the nothing and I'm like all right girl cool out I know you love love and I love fuck so much (laughs) but like sometimes like cool out a little bit Jackie so 
now they're at the training ring, and the females are giving Cassian sass, cast sass. Ooh, I was about to say, if it was coming from him, it'd be Sassian. Sassian. <laughs> For pushing them, good job. Yeah, thank you. For pushing thank you. them. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> For pushing them so hard. He's, like, really working them through, like, really hard drills, and they're just, they're griping about it. Cassian responds that they better shape up if they want to be Valkyries. Gwyn whirled on Nesta. You told him? No! 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 no. Uh, both Nesta and Cassian say it together. He tells Gwen, actually, I recognize the mind-stilling technique since I fought alongside them. No big deal. God, that's such a cool, like, like thing to enter it. Like, just yeah. like, yeah, I worked with them, so oh, I yeah, recognize I this. That. Yeah, I kind of fought alongside them or whatever. It's but like, also, I railed Nesta after seeing her read the Valkyrie book, so I'm for it. I'm here for it. <gasps> Stunned silence rippled. Nesta had forgotten how old these fae were. How much Cassian had seen and lived through. She cleared her throat. You knew the Valkyries personally. Goosh, 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 goosh. This is news to Nesta. Gwen shrieks with excitement, loud enough that Az turns to see what the hubbub is about. Because Gwen's like, oh my god, he's been <laughs> Cassian proudly but sadly explains that yes, he fought alongside them and knows of the battle that they took as a suicide mission knowing that they were going to die to protect the others. Cassian wanted to help them, but he was but a grunt at the time, and his superiors wouldn't allow him. He was but a grunt? Just imagine just like a huge butt. I'm just a butt. <laughs> Nessa thinks about how hot this is making her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He begins to talk about sword training again, and Nesta semi-jokingly says they should combine Illyrian and Valkyrie techniques to make something new. She'd meant it in jest, but the words rumbled through the space, as if she'd spoken some great truth, something that made fate sit up. Asriel turned to them fully this time, eyes narrowed. Everyone on the training ring sort of freezes. Cassian quietly says that after a moment, he will continue to teach Illyrian technique, and he also requests they bring him any documentation of the Valkyrie techniques the next morning. Cass seems taken over by emotion and mumbles to himself, something old becoming something new. So Aww. they're like this big, like, revelation, yeah. Which is fun. Later that night, Cassian is having dinner at the River House, where they had finally made this final vote because they wanted to see what Feyre thought about they were basically going to do like casting a vote whether or not Nesta is allowed to know about her own making of things mm -hmm. and Feyre has voted in favor of telling her and so they are going to tell Nesta Kessian tells them that he will tell her at the right moment himself he also informs them about the news of the Valkyrie training commencing. That's oh, awesome. Like, just, like, feeling their powers rise together. Yeah. And you're just like, this is right, yes! Yeah! They're all intrigued, and the news is generally well-received. They're like, okay, all right, we see you. Hello. Yeah. So they're like, oh, this is really a, an interesting turn of events. The Valkyries are this inspiration for the women. That's so are the females. That's so interesting. Um, Amarin enjoys. She says she enjoys the Valkyries since they didn't let males boss them around. Reese comments to Elaine that many of them were as lovely as her, but fought like warriors on the battlefield. Sick. Cassian tells the group that Nesta would have fit in well with them. I always thought she was born on the wrong side of the wall. Elaine admitted 
which she may very well have been since she wasn't even entranced by the initial thing that Tamlin tried to, you know, fool them into thinking that didn't happen. Well, she because she, she wasn't. Was, yeah, she was still strong as a human woman, but now it's just giving her the arena for her powers to ignite. Yeah. Feyre comments that Nesta was always a wolf that was kept in a cage. I know, Cassian said. She was a wolf who had never learned how to be a wolf, thanks to that cage humans called propriety and society. And like any maltreated animal, she bit anyone who came near. Good thing he liked being bitten. Good thing he savored the bruises and scratches she left on his body every night. Uh And that her unleashing when he was buried in her made him want to answer it. With his own. You look at me, Natalie. <laughs> you look at me. Feasted upon and feasted. I just love that he's at, having a conversation at dinner and he's, that's all he's thinking about. It's just. Oh, oh. Um, <laughs> but then everybody's going to smell you, bro. Relax, bro. <laughs> Elaine leans in like she's about to tell a juicy piece of a secret and explains that Nesta can actually really step up on the dance floor. Whoa. Dance battle. She launches into a story of Nesta exacting revenge on a bitchy debutante heiress before their poverty. So when they were still like tweens and how Nesta won the heart and hand of a duke who that bitch girl had her sights set on. Step off, bitch. She won him by dancing with him so well that he was just like, whoa. Can you imagine? It's just me on the dance floor, like, doing the sprinkler, and someone's going, ooh, la, la, that woman I cannot not have. I must have her hand. (laughs) Me doing the Macarena. (laughs) How does she remember all those different positions? Macarena, goosh. Uh, So... So Nesta essentially got a proposal from this duke, even though she was 14 at the time, simply because she seduced him with her moves. But also, bro, she's 14. But she didn't want the duke. She just did it because the heiress was super mean to Elaine. Hell yeah, man. She further explains that their mother designed Nesta to be a walking seductress, essentially, so that she might one day marry a prince. This strikes Cassian right in the gut as he wonders if that's what Nesta might want. A prince. Cassie, no, babe, no. Certainly not thinking about Eris or anything. (laughs) The group moved on to another subject as they enjoy their dinner together, but Cassie mulls over what has just been revealed. She enjoyed things once, huh? He realizes that in her healing journey, the fighting stuff is really good, but life has to be more than just training to thrive. There had to be joy. There had to be music. Aw, that's true. And now, like, with their love, they're going to be able to hear the music differently than they used to. And they'll be able to dance freely. Yes, they will. You are holding I'm holding the fucking belly. I can't stop holding the belly. I don't have a baby in here. I just, what's wrong with my hands? Go back to my breasts. (laughs) I'm just holding my legs are all pulled apart. The belly's just siddling, siddling in between my thighs. (laughs) The next day of practice, the trio of females are discussing how hard these exercises are, and Cassian informs them that he'd been up at the dawn learning the Valkyrie techniques because they brought him the books. Suddenly, Cassian, probably thinking in his head about the maid weapons, asks Nesta what she would might name a sword, which is sort of a random question to ask. Yes. And before Nesta can say anything, Gwen says, Silver Majesty. 
which is such a so awesome. dorky name. I know, but it's cute. And then em- Emery laughs at it because that is a it's silly cute. name. And then she says she would name a sword Foe Slayer. And I feel like, like that's that. I, I feel like that's dumber than Silver Majesty. Yeah, little on the that nose. out there. Little on the nose. Um, I stick this in you. How about that's what I'll call my sword? (laughs) They begin to bicker in a friendly way. And Nesta smiles at their companionship. This is a fun fight. Yeah. They ask Nesta which name is worse, Foe Slayer or Silver Majesty. And Nesta Nesta immediately answers, Silver Majesty. They all sort of laugh about it. Cassian asks Nesta again, what do you think you would name your sword? And she says, Killer? (laughs) But she's obviously not really taking it seriously. They're very strong. They're not very, like, silly and creative. But, you know, they are very strong. And I think it's also that Nesta's like, why are you asking me this? Yes. What, what it, why? It does, she doesn't know that it's this, like, intense thing to Cassian. Right. And she can tell that Cassian has something he wants to tell her. And he won't reveal it at that moment. Emery and Gwen sort of walk away to get some water from the other two. And once they're kind of alone in the corner, Nesta asks again why he's asking her this. He balks at first, but then seeing that Emery and Gwen are kind of doing their own thing over on the other side, he reveals to her what happened with the weapons from the blacksmith. She seems shocked when she hears that she somehow put her power into these things that she clang, clang, clanged on. Awesome. But... In Cassian's telling, she seems to be stuck specifically on something Cassian has said. We don't know what manner of magic they have. Who the fuck is we? (laughs) She wants to know. He understands in that moment. He's accidentally revealed something to her. They've all been discussing her and the weapons, and they hadn't deigned to tell her about it. She, She demands to know how long they'd known and not told her. And Cassian gets flustered, saying he 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 was going to tell her. They they voted in favor of telling her, but she hadn't found he hadn't found the right moment yet. And, and yikes, that's another. She struck again. They voted on me. They may not have told her at all was one of the options. Something deep in her chest cracked to know that every horrible thing about her had been analyzed. And I can I can imagine I can f- sympathize with that feeling very humiliating. Oh my god, I'd be I'd die on the inside. Yeah. That it I mean, it, it, but like Cassian also knew she was going to react like this, which is why he wanted to be the one to tell her mm-hmm. because it, it came from almost anybody else. She probably cat scratch fever because she's not like Amarin. She'll scratch whether you're going to scratch back or not. Yeah, it's not like they did something truly terrible. In, no, in but this, I'd be pissed. But I get why she's mad. Yeah, but I also but the embarrassment makes sense too. Oh yeah, that would make that's what would make me mad. The embarrassment sometimes it's brings like, oh, anger. Is she too crazy to know that she's yeah. so powerful that she made like yeah maybe I am that crazy maybe I should know these things. <laughs> You're like maybe I'm proving your point, but I don't care <laughs> I don't anymore. So she demands to know who voted against her. He tries to backpedal, but the damage is done. Who voted against me? He tells her, Reese and Amran. It hits her like a ton of bricks. Reese is not a shock to her, but Amran, her friend and confidant. 
Or so she had thought. Yeah, but girl, you know that there's issues there, you know? But you remember in in her darkest time, Amryn was her, her companion. Right. She thought that they had maybe like this special connection, even if they got into a fight. She reveals in her thoughts at this moment that she had held on to hope that Amryn still like held respect for her and cared for her as a friend somewhere inside. Which actually, I feel like, I mean, you know, perspective is a beautiful thing. If you really think about it, it's like because you're so powerful and you haven't learned how to control Control all of your feelings and your powers get like it actually makes the most sense that Amron would understand that and be like maybe she shouldn't because she's so powerful. Yeah, but again, I still think Amron's being slightly I petty know, about it. I know, I uh, know. Bitches so, be petty sometimes, man. Bitches be petty. Cassian seems to watch the walls go up around her mind once again. She reacts coldly. I don't care. I'm fine. Don't lie about how you're feeling because that's not effective communication, Nesta. It's not. And she tries to shake it off. I don't care. I don't care at all. I'm not upset. I'm not upset. I'm fine. I'm not upset. Um, <laughs> Emery, Emery and Gwen see that something's wrong and they come over and ask her what, what's happening. Nothing. Court business. They try again and, and Cassian's coming over. Nesta Come back, please. But Nessa can't stop the roaring in her ears, and she can't stop herself as she launches from the training ring back into the house. She briefly storms to her, off to her room where she puts the bath water on to make it sound like she's taking a bath because she anticipated Cassian coming to see if she was okay. He knocks and knocks and eventually gives up, realizing she probably doesn't want to talk. Aww. She waits to make sure he's completely gone. She even asks the house, and the house opens the door for her. She faces the staircase. She can't think straight. Her mind rages. Down and down she goes. She isn't thinking, just moving, around and around. She vaguely feels the air getting warmer around her as she descends. Every ugly thought coursing through her mind, and yet she can't even process those. The tiled rooftops became clear. Her legs were shaking. She didn't feel them. Amran has no faith in her believes her to be incapable of handling information about herself. She feels nothing. Didn't feel anything but that molten rage as the stairs suddenly stopped and she found herself before a door. It opened before her fingers could touch the handle. Sunlight flooded the stairwell, revealing cobblestones beyond. Rage rippling like a storm around her, Nesta stepped back into Valaris at last. Man, oh man, how long do you think it took her to get all the way down those stairs? We're, we're talking hours? Hours, right? at least an hour. How long hour. did it take? What was it, 385 stairs? 345 that I was going up. up. And that took me five minutes, ten minutes? Ten minutes, maybe. Okay. Okay, so yeah, probably like an hour. That math doesn't add up, but maybe, yeah, two hours. I don't do math. I just, I, I don't do math. I know, like, girl math, which is about, what is it, snacks? No, it's girl dinner. <laughs> uh, bitches eat snacks. That's true, though. And bitches I... buy things, all right? Yeah, that's all we're made up of, women. 
I do like both of those things. Yeah, I do. Things. I love those things. Um, woo! Man. I just imagine Nesta going through like walls like a Looney Tune. Just a thing, anger. Yeah, just breaking through a man so upset. What's she going to do? Is she going to go get hammered? Is she going to go kill people? What do you think's going to happen, I don't Jackie? Know. I don't know what's going to happen. Maybe she's going to sit on Cassian's face again in the future. Well, he's got to get not done right now. first. Yeah, not right now. But doesn't she have to, like, scale a mountain at this point? What do you mean? Or is she just, like, step on, like, is she just on a street then? Oh, no, that's the door. It leads to the street. To the street, yeah. yeah. She's, like, so she is, like, in the middle of Laris. Yeah. She's on Damn. a cobblestone. Damn, good for you, girl. But, you know, I'm proud of you, but also we do need to work on we how we communicate yeah. our feelings. When we get angry, we have to control that in certain ways. Yeah, and I know this because I'm a mother. Thank you. Skin turtle. <laughs> Please read up until part three, Valkyrie. Hey, babies! For more fairy talk and hot touch, join us every week here on LPN Deep Dive's Akatar, available wherever you get your podcasts. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors, you can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Hop, hop, hooray! Nordstrom Rack's got sweet deals on everything Easter, which is Sunday, March 31st. Get to Nordstrom Rack now and save on Kate Spade, New York, Two-Faced, Steve Madden, Calvin Klein, and more from just $30. Score great brands and great prices on Easter looks for everyone, plus spring decor, gifts, and all kinds of deliciousness. Rack up the deals today at your Nordstrom Rack store. What will you find? Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.